Chapter 7. The Biggest Fish in the Pond The dark Xi'ol official woke up the next morning, had a quick breakfast in his apartment, threw on some casual clothes, and took a private limo to the Dubai Mall. When he exited the car, he found himself looking up at the Burj Khalifa, one of the tallest structures on the planet. He knew he looked like a tourist as he arched his neck to gather in the amazing sight, but he didn't care. If only the Genovirian project hadn't failed, he would have considered this entire building to be his castle, his permanent residence overlooking his utopia. Looking at his watch, he noticed he was several minutes early and decided to take a short walk before meeting Bahijit at the Dubai Aquarium. As he passed several stores, he decided that this was the perfect area to determine if Bahija had the fortitude to become his assistant. The dark she all officials' thoughts flowed back to his childhood in Saudi Arabia, where he had struggled to make something of his life. Being from a family living at the poverty level in one of the richest nations on the planet was not an easy thing. His family had never admitted it and had tried not to focus on what they didn't have but on what was available to them. They had done the best they could for the family, but the dark Sheol official had known there was a difference between him and some of the other children he'd interacted with. As he had grown older, his friends had interacted with him less, as if his family's low income was a disease to be avoided at all costs. However, the one distinguishing difference between him and some of the other children his age had been his keen mind. He'd been quick to learn and excel at everything placed before him. Determined to show that he was just as good and even better than others had fueled his determination. After graduating from college, he'd gotten a business position working in a financial institution. While he'd been saving money from the job to pay for a planned education in one of England's graduate universities, his efforts had been noticed by several individuals that had introduced him to the group he worked for today. After they'd accepted him, they'd allowed him to pursue his college education at Oxford by completely paying for it. Since then, he had quickly moved up in responsibility to the person he'd become. Today, he would see if he could pass on the same favor given to him to Bahija. The dark Xi'ol official was standing in front of the aquarium, looking around for Bahija when he saw her close by texting on her phone. When he approached her, she paused and put her phone away. There you are. I was just going to text the office to see if there were any changes, said Bahija. The dark Xi'ol official looked at his watch and noticed he'd lost track of time while reminiscing. He was 10 minutes late. He smiled, not apologizing for being late since, in a way, he was still paying for this day. Have you ever been to the mall? He asked. She shook her head. Not since it's been opened. I haven't had time to visit it. She looked around. There are a lot of foreigners here. Yes, the perfect setting. The global community is diverse and something you would have to be completely comfortable with, he said. Bahija straightened as she reminded herself that this was more than just a social appointment. In a way, it could be an interview. It was going to be a hard day to figure out since she had the balance between being social and confident enough to show that she was the right person for the position he might be considering her for. Just an observation, she said. It's not a problem. I know, you did say you had an open mind to Westerners last night. What I need you to do is to relax and enjoy the day. Just be yourself. That's all I ask of you. Last night, you opened up and discussed who you are and where you came from. I want to learn more about that. I need to understand who you are. So, shall we enter the aquarium? Said the dark, Sheol official. Bahija relaxed and nodded. I've never been one before. Other than what I've seen on television, I've never seen any sea creatures up close. Then let's not wait. The two walked into the aquarium 
and were immediately immersed in the vibrant display of multicolored sea creatures, swimming in tanks to the sides and above them. As they walked through the immense fish tank of a corridor, they completely lost themselves in the movement of the fish, being hypnotized by their methodic aquatic dance. Beautiful, Bahaija mumbled. The dark she-all-official nodded and then quickly remembered how this was supposed to be both social and informative. He needed to find out if Bahija had what it took to be an associate in his organization, a lifelong commitment. Yes, they are beautiful, aren't they? He said as he continued to stare at the fish, but they're flawed. Bahija looked at Khaled. Flawed? How so? Smiling, he said, just look at them. What are they doing? She looked back at the fish, confused, swimming, interacting with one another. I don't know. Just minding their own business, I guess. Is there a pattern to their swimming? Asked Khalid. Bahija concentrated, realizing that this was somehow a test. After nearly a minute of looking at different species interacting with one another and carefully looking at their swimming, she deduced that there was no distinct pattern. She looked at Khalid. Just by looking at them for this short time, I'm sure that a few may have a specific pattern they're adhering to that I can't see. But the majority of them seem to have a random pattern. And if their pattern isn't specific, then they have no distinct purpose and are just basically moving to and fro. Excellent, said Khalid. Well done. One more question before we move on. What land-based species does this remind you of? She continued to look at the fish, wondering what on earth could look like fish swimming in ocean. Thinking back to some of the shows she had seen on television, she remembered what a school of fish looked like in the ocean. From afar, it looked like a single organism, but up close one could see the many different fish that made up the school. The fish seemed to move as one but were really following the movements of the others, almost like sheep, but on a more massive scale. Bahaija thought that perhaps sheep were the answer to Khalid's question. She opened her mouth to give the answer when it hit her that the other land-based species that were quoted to act as sheep were humans. Humans tended to follow patterns set by others without even thinking twice. From afar, they seemed to follow a precise pattern, and their actions weren't always governed by themselves, but by constant interactions, causing their movement to be observed as random or mimicked by the multitude of others surrounding them. Humans might never think about why they did things a particular way, but they followed an indescribable pattern that could lack purpose and supposition, representing a plausible random movement. Mankind We're similar to how fish move. We move as one when threatened but return to a mundane pattern when left alone, she said. Nice, Khalid said, nodding approvingly. Now let's just enjoy the rest of the aquarium. No more trick questions. Bahaija agreed and tried to suppress her apprehension for what other questions she would have to answer throughout the day. This was turning out to be the weirdest day she'd ever imagined. She had no idea how this question would determine whether she was the right person to join Khalid's company. After viewing several other vibrant aquatic displays and an interesting penguin show, the two finally settled down for lunch at the Ping Pong Dim Sum restaurant. Never having had Chinese food before, Bahaija toyed with her food, tentatively allowing her palate to adjust to the new flavors attacking her taste buds. The two made idle conversation when Khalid brought up Bahaija's previous explanation of the fish's movement. I was quite impressed with your explanation earlier today, he said, as he continued eating. Bahaija didn't respond right away since she had been battling with her response since she'd first given it. She didn't know whether she should express her concerns and maybe recant her words or 
if she should just let Khalid think she was so insightful. Khalid, she took a deep breath. I've been thinking about what I said earlier, and I think my answer may have been far simpler than it should be. The dark, she all official motioned for her to continue. When we view the fish, we probably see them as making random movements, but the fish most likely have a purpose to their movements we don't understand, she said. Hem. So since we're more evolved than fish, we can't truly understand their movements so we view them as random? Asked Khalid. Bahaija nodded. Then what about what you said about the connection between the movements of fish and humans? He asked. I'm sure we don't see our movements as random, but maybe if there were a species higher than us, they would see it as such. So, as a species, we have a purpose and a motive to our movements, but it's really just a lie? We move from point to point believing that we're accomplishing something, when we're really just making random movements, he asked. Everything has a purpose, she responded. True. But what's the sense of going from point to point when essentially it gets us nothing? Bahaija paused for a moment. This was becoming more of a philosophical conversation by the minute, far from what she'd envisioned the day to be. Are you confused? asked Khalid. She shook her head and then nodded slowly. I just don't understand why it's important to create a connection between humans and fish and establish the fact that we're as mindless as fish. Moving to and fro, with an internal purpose that has no true meaning when considered against the grand scope of the universe. Khalid smiled. I see that you do truly understand. What? Understand what? I don't understand what I just said. She said, becoming frustrated. She hoped he would soon reveal why they were having this conversation. I think you grasped the elemental fact of what I was trying to get you to understand. Since you've gotten this far in your understanding, I'll guide you the rest of the way, he said. A school of fish is a mindless entity in and of itself. It responds as one to external influences, causing it to move in a particular direction based on that external influence. Mankind moves in a similar fashion. External influences cause them to respond to the stock market in a similar panic emotion. External influences cause them to purchase similar items in masses. External influences cause them to pattern their goals and desires in a similar fashion. Get a bigger house, make more money, party like there's no tomorrow, and enjoy life to the fullest, because you only live once. Many companies know this and manipulate mankind's interests to their financial gain. Why else do you see people by the millions flocking to buy a new phone every year just for a few hardware upgrades? We're manipulated to move in various directions for the mere profit of others. And now you understand. Bahaja blankly stared at Khalid, shocked by the answer. Who was this man she was spending the day with? She wondered as she fully digested his words. Khalid continued, I don't work for any organization that supplies goods for the masses. I work for an organization that manipulates external influences to drive mankind in directions. We see fit to maximize our goals. Bahaja glanced around nervously, wondering if she was listening to an extremist. If so, she needed to get away as quickly as possible. The last thing she needed was to be associated with any such group. Khalid placed his hand on her forearm, noticing her nervousness. I'm not a terrorist. What do you say? I know what I said. Surely you can't deny the fact that there are companies that know the psychology of human nature so well that they try to manipulate the market to increase their profits. It's not a secret, you know. It's a well-known fact that we choose to ignore. Anyway, there is also a larger organization, a bigger fish, you could say, that can manipulate those companies. 
It's that organization that I work for. And it's that organization that you're interviewing for at this very instant. I never thought such a company existed. Khalid smiled again. Does the school of fish know why they suddenly moved in a particular direction? No, they just move. Not completely sure of what outside force swayed them. People never know or care, Bahija. They're just consumed with maintaining or increasing their comfort level. But what I'm offering you is a chance of a lifetime that only a select few ever receive. Daring to skip a beat, Bahija's heart pounded inside her chest, threatening to escape. This was more than she could process. A multitude of questions demanded to be answered, overwhelming her. But let's take a break for now, Khalid said. I'll answer your questions as best as I'm allowed to, but we have the whole day. Let's just take it one step at a time. Bahija nodded and looked at her food. She didn't know what else to say. Right now, food wasn't very appealing. She just lost her appetite. As Bahija glanced at her plate, she noticed for the first time the ring on Khalid's finger. It was solid gold with a large topaz gem in the middle of it, covered with a strange symbol character. To Bahija, it was beautiful and mysterious. She had never seen such a character before. She reminded herself to ask of it later. For now, her concern was this unorthodox interview. After lunch, they walked over to a spot where they could have a good view of the Dubai Fountain, scheduled to have its next show in a few minutes. As they waited quietly, Bahija continued to play over and over her fish conversation with Khalid. Her mind swooned as she contemplated what he had recently revealed to her. It was inconceivable to consider the presence of a group more powerful than global corporations, dictating the ebb of human direction. Who is this man? She thought as she stole a quick glance at him. He doesn't seem to be lying and wanting to impress me, but rather sincere in his answers. What company do you work for? She asked softly, unable to contain her curiosity. The dark, she all official looked at her seriously. Names are used by corporations that want to promote their product, a trademark. If a corporation did not want to be associated with any product, why would they advertise their name? No, we don't have an advertised name. But your company must call itself something, doesn't it? Asked Bahija. Yes, but only its associates know its name, he responded. Associates, not employees. Yes, associates, once accepted, you're an associate with full benefits rendered for your level. The word employee suggests that you're a resource to be used and dispensed as needed by a company. You are nothing but a number, or, dare I say, human equipment. Associate indicates a more, uh, intimate relationship to the company with which you are employed. The dark, she, all officials said with pride. So, you must be very high in your association with your, group? You could say that, he responded, wondering where she was going with the question. So, what's your salary? If you don't mind my asking, I know it's a personal question. Bahija asked, I don't have a salary. Whatever I need, I buy. You see it at my level, money is no object, but I also know better than to take advantage of my position. I can purchase whatever I need based on my current project and present needs, within reason, of course. So that penthouse you own within Burj Al Arab is well within the scope of what you can purchase from your group? She asked in disbelief. Yes, Khalid said, without hesitation. Behind you shook her head. How powerful is your group? She mumbled. Still looking serious, Khalid responded, I can't really say. That can be revealed only if you're accepted. The only thing I can tell you is that a school of fish would be seen to us as a small fish. A very small fish. Bahija looked away and stared at the large town area. 
It was still too soon for the display to begin. She recounted in her mind the specifications of the foundation she had looked up on the computer. The fountain was set on the 30-acre Burge Califa Lake and could shoot jets of water up to 150 meters high. Being 275 meters long, with over 6,600 superlights and 25 color projectors, it could be seen from 20 miles away and was visible from space as the brightest spot in the Middle East. With her mind miles away, it took her some time to realize that Khalid was speaking to her. Bahaija, Bahaija, are you all right? asked Khalid. Looking blankly back at Khalid, she finally remembered where she was. I'm sorry, did you say something? The dark, she all official looked at her carefully. So far, she was handling what little he had told her well. The rest of the day would tell him whether she would accept the position or fall back into the pool of fish he pulled her from. You're doing well so far, he said smiling. Learning the truth about the current state of this planet is always the hardest part of the interview. Once you come to accept that there are things that are not well known that exist, you're better equipped for the last two parts of the interview. This is all, well, overwhelming. It's as if my eyes have been opened to something I guess we all knew was possible but never really considered as plausible. There are so many others more qualified than me. Why me? Covet nodded and turned to the fountain, which was just starting its show. That's part two of the interview. For now, let's just watch the show. Breathing deeply, Bahija turned to watch the spectacular show, which momentarily took her mind off everything else. Jets of water moved in a rhythmic fashion in accordance to the music being played. Even lights increased and decreased with intensity on cue. It was one of the most fabulous things she had ever seen, and she wondered why she hadn't done so earlier. When the show was finally over, she clapped enthusiastically. Colleges smiled, not at all so pleased with the show, but his mind was elsewhere. His next question would tell him if Bahija would accept what he was saying or run. He wasn't sure whether she was still here because he'd pay for her company, or if she was seriously considering what was being offered to her. That was fantastic, he said of her. You seem to have enjoyed it. Yes, it was wonderful. I've seen online videos, but it doesn't compare to seeing it up close in person, she said. And how those lights were in perfect sync with the music, and the water jetting up and down, he continued. Yes, oh, the lights, that were so bright. Dazzling, she said, still envisioning the show in her mind. You know, the dark, she all official said. All of those lights together made quite a spectacle. Those must have been specially selected, carefully selected, knowing that not just any light source would have been acceptable. If any one of them would not been like the others, it would have surely messed with the unified display we just saw. Bahija looked at Khalid. His voice had a serious tone to it, as if he were trying to make a point. He continued, special lights that were separated from the rest to show their works to the masses, governed by the music to which they danced. She glanced at the now calm lake and back to Khalid. Are you saying the people you work with are like shining lights dancing to the music of those in charge of your group? Yes, and that only special people are allowed to shine, she asked. Yes, you're one of those lights, right? Khalid nodded. He realized she was being careful before saying what he now knew she understood. You see a similar light in me, and you only need to shine with the rest of you, she said nervously. Yes, but there is one thing you're not saying. Just say it, he said impatiently. Why would a special light want to go back to its mundane existence when it could shine with others like it to a purpose that all would admire? She said with a shaky voice, Are you saying this is a one-time offer and to accept it would be for life? 
The dark, she all official became serious. Yes. Now comes the time when you fully understand the scope of what we're offering and the cost it requires. But seriously, why would anyone go back to the life they once knew? Struggling to make it from day to day. Wrestling against others wanting to take your title or position in a company. Always defending and trying to prove yourself to others. It's a race we all lose in the end. What I offer you is far different from what the world experiences. It's a chance to be part of something far greater than any organization, any corporation, or any governmental position. It's a chance to be free from the shackles of this mundane existence and be a part of something far greater than you've ever imagined. The only question I have for you now is, do you want to learn more or are you afraid and just want to go back to struggling to get sponsored out of this country and etching out a meager existence for yourself? Bahija turned back to the lake where the fountain show at once illuminated the area. Her goal in life was to open her horizons by living abroad in another country so she could experience things she would have never done if she stayed here. However, now that goal seemed limited. Before her was a chance to be truly global in a way she had never known existed, a way to open a door hidden to others. This opportunity far exceeded anything imaginable. She could be part of a group that created doctrine and moved the masses in ways she couldn't yet begin to imagine. She turned back to Khalid and nodded. Yes, Baija said quickly. The dark, she all officials studied her carefully. That answer isn't good enough, he thought. Baija continued. From what I heard today, I know that what I used to want is far smaller than what you just opened my eyes to. I'd be a fool if I said no. I mean, this is an opportunity to be part of something with true global power. Is power all you seek, Baija? he asked. No, she paused, remembering the fountain light show. Why live in darkness when I can experience the light, she said. To be part of the light, the truth, is to be truly enlightened. The dark, she, all officials said softly, nodding approvingly. You must understand that within my organization, there are many levels, like a concentric circle, you know, circles within a circle. As you grow, you enter another level. I'm very high within the organization, but still several layers from the core of the center. Not everyone will advance as far as others, there are even those I've never met who are far closer to the core than I'll ever be. It is those in the core that guide our development and sphere of influence within the organization. I have the power to assign and even recruit others in circles outside my own, but never those levels closer to the core. I don't know how far I'll advance. That's up to the core, but I do know this. Only the most diligent and dedicated individuals will be rewarded. Don't get me wrong. There are those that stay within the same circle their entire life that are productive and happy associates. But then there are people like me. Nevertheless, it's better to be part of the organization than to be one of those that live a circle of existence. The dark, she, all officials said. If accepted, do I get a ring like yours? Baija asked, curious. The dark, she, all official looked at his ring. In due time, but not right away. You see, there's a reason for the ring. It holds the true name of my organization, and those that hold the name hold its power. Centuries ago, it was believed that if you knew a man's name, you would know the man himself, his character, his weakness, his power. Long ago, a man would share his true name only with his closest associates. It creates a bond and unity that only a few are privy to. Well, my organization is no different. Only when you are deemed ready and worthy will it be revealed to you. I see, she said, not fully understanding. Enough talk. 
We've accomplished much in so little time, and I'm quite pleased with how you've progressed so far. So, let's get to the final part of our venture. The dark Sheol official looked up and pointed to the Burj Khalifa. We're going there. A couple of hours later, the two made their way to a private meeting room that the dark Sheol official had previously reserved. Though it was near the very pinnacle of the building, it was small according to his standards, nearly 25 meters in diameter. A small oak table was in the middle of the room, with four mahogany leather chairs spaced out around it. Glass windows encompassed nearly two-thirds of the room, allowing a spectacular view from the building's dizzying height. Bahaija was intrigued by the tour of the building they had just finished, but this room was more than she'd ever expected. She couldn't help but to stare at the view as she made her way into the room. It was simply amazing. This isn't part of the tour, said Khalid as he sat at the table. This meeting room belongs to a company that didn't mind renting it out for us for a few hours. Not many have seen Dubai from this room. It's fantastic, said Bahija as she placed her hands on the window and looked down. After a few seconds, she remembered where she was and turned around. I'm sorry, I guess I got lost in the moment. Take your time, he said. Not wanting to wait for her as she indulged herself, she turned around, sat opposite him, and folded her hands. I think we should continue, she said. College shrugged. As you wish. If I wasn't pleased with your answers thus far, we would have never arrived at this meeting place. The fact that we're here is encouraging. However, there is one last thing left for me to determine before either confirming or rejecting your acceptance. I've ascertained that you are intelligent, determined, and driven. But now comes the hardest thing to determine. Your dedication. Your unquestionable, lifelong loyalty to the organization. It is the most difficult yet most essential fact I need to know, and right at this moment, it is something you don't know. I have no doubt that I will be a most loyal associate toe. The dark, Sheol official held up his hand, causing Bahija to halt her attempt to convince him that there should be no doubt in her ability to be a loyal acquisition to the corporation. I did say that currently, even you don't know the level of your loyalty. People can try to sound very convincing, making themselves believe that they're well-suited for something, but not until they are tested will their true beliefs come forth. This test evaluates your initial response. There is no need to try to convince me. The dark, she, all official continued. Oh, said Bahija, failing to disguise her nervousness about what kind of test she would be subjected to. She girded herself, reminding herself that she had come this far despite feeling some past apprehension. Wanting to do her best to pass this test and not lose out on this life-altering opportunity, she looked steadily at Khalid. I am ready to prove myself, she said with confidence. He stared at her for a long moment before reaching into his pocket and pulling out his phone. He opened a word processing smartphone application and accessed a file. After he entered a secure password, he quickly looked through the file to make sure it had all the proper information and then handed it to Bahija. Here? Read this, he said. His senses were fully engaged as he prepared himself to gauge her reactions. And before you start, I want you to read the title out loud. Carefully taking the phone from his hand, she read aloud. Development of a Genovarian pandemic to restructure the current global organization. She paused at the end of the title to catch her breath before continuing to read the rest of the report to herself. Pleased that she continued without question, the dark she all official focused on her reactions as she read the report. Her initial response was expected, but he was unsure whether she would continue or become repulsed after the title.
He noticed that, as she read further, there were instances where her eyes widened not in fear, but in shock. Baha'i read about how the man-made Genovarian was going to become the next global pandemic, bringing about the death of billions, and how Khalid's organization was going to reset the current order on the planet. When finished, she lowered the phone and slowly handed it back to the dark, she-all official. He noticed a slight shake in her hand as he retrieved the phone. Her next actions would tell him that she feared him or was finding difficulty processing the scope of the plan she had just read. Today was a long and difficult progression for her, and would have been much for anyone to digest in such a short time. The dark, she-all official spoke first. Feel free to ask any questions. I know this could be a lot to process. Um, she cleared her throat. You said before that you weren't a terrorist group. Well, uh, after reading this, it looks like you are. You know how I feel about terrorist groups. Leaning closer to her, the dark, she-all official responded. A terrorist group uses fear, destruction, and discord to forward their agenda. They fight against larger groups stated to wield greater power than themselves by utilizing simple and easily accessible tools to attack soft targets. Does that sound like what you just read? Think about what you've learned today. Does my organization sound like a typical terrorist group? Bahaiji remained silent as she considered his words, feeling strongly against ever being associated with a terrorist group. She wondered if this organization was just a more powerful version of one. Were they able to hide their actions more efficiently than others? But the truth was, if what Khalid said was true, it didn't fit the mold of a typical terrorist group. It wielded formidable power and global influence. It was something that couldn't be categorized since not many knew of its existence, or maybe refused to believe in its existence. It's Agar only concern. Surely you must have others, asked the Sheol official. Bahaiju remained silent. Surely the report you just read must have disturbed you. The goal for global restructuring, the immense loss of human life, the development of the Genovarian, or maybe the aspect for prolonged human life. And whether we're a terrorist organization is your only concern. I find that unbelievable. You're not being honest with yourself. It's the only thing from the report that makes sense. She mumbled inaudibly. Excuse me? What'd you say? It's like the rest of today, she said, speaking up. You want some deeper meaning from me after reading this report. Just like the other times earlier today, most of this isn't real. I mean, you must want me to see something else from this. The only thing I can see is that you're hinting that you're a terrorist group. But I know that's wrong, so I don't know what to think of this. Relaxing in his chair, the dark, she-all official began to doubt if Bahija was right for the job for the first time today. Her mind seemed so deeply rooted in only the plausible that the implausible confused her. If she couldn't accept that what she'd read was the truth, then there was no way her mind could handle the multitude of tasks and projects she would be subjected to in the future as an associate. However, he wasn't finished yet. He had to get her to first believe so he could gauge her true reaction. With everything he had told her, he didn't want to label her as a lost cause yet. That would force his hand in killing her. Everything I told you today was a way of getting you to think and see things a certain way. From the fish to the fountain lights, they're nothing but analogies to help you understand what my organization is all about. What you just read is not an analogy. It's the truth. No hidden message. No alternate way of perceiving the truth and no fiction. Those things you read happened, were supposed to happen, and will eventually happen one day. Earlier today, you learned of my organization's global position and what type of people we look for. 
And now you've learned of some of the plans of my organization. Are we overzealous in what we want? Yes, but to tell you the truth, we've been an active and viable organization for over a thousand years. What you've read is just another strategic plan from countless others in the past that we initiated. World War II, the Spanish Inquisition, the Roman Empire's rise to power, just to name a few. We've been active in all of those events, making sure that our agenda was always viable. Folding his arms across his chest, he continued. And here you sit, having just read a sensitive report on how another one of our plans had to be put on hold for a short period. Your eyes have seen something no other person outside of this organization has ever seen. So, the dark, she all official leaned closer and stared deeply into her eyes. I ask you again, how to feel about all this? Bahija diverted her eyes from his stare. It was the first time she'd sensed the coldness coming from him. He had always been so warm, inviting and honest. This other side of him chilled her. She shivered as she'd finally realized the power and ruthlessness he could switch on so quickly. It was a lot for her to digest, but overall she knew it was true. It was something her mind was having problems grasping but ultimately had to come to grips with. My god, everything is true, she thought to herself. At that moment, the revelation of what she had experienced and learned today finally hit her. Her mind finally accepted that which had been inconceivable. She felt small and insignificant as the ramifications of this organization's existence flooded her mind like a tsunami. She saw herself as one of those fish in a school moving in predetermined directions with no true control of their own. Forever a small entity among a massive ocean of humanity, predestined to strive, move, and respond in kind, and never once to express a notion of individuality and purpose, but to continue in an existence with guidelines, rules, and regulations mindlessly followed and never challenged. At that very instant, Baija's eyes were opened. Her struggle to find employment outside her country was insignificant. It was even different than what everyone else strived for, a way to better oneself through acquiring a better job or a position with better benefits. In the end, it was all the same. She was following the same pattern set before her birth that would continue to guide others long after she was gone. Was this what she wanted for her life? In front of her was a man offering to take her out of the mundane and repetitive nature of her human existence to something far greater and to free her from the shackles of a circlet actuality. She wanted to be free. I want to eat free, she said softly, as she looked back to the dark Sheol official. Watching the transformation in her, the dark Sheol official had sensed she was leaning toward accepting who the organization was and what he was presenting her with before she said the words. He had to press the issue a little further to be 100% sure. Excuse me, can you say that again, he said. I said, I want to be free. Free from being just one fish in a school. I want to join something far greater, to be a bright light in a beautiful fountain dance of many. To be part of something not predetermined or shackled by the lack of imagination. I want to be accepted by your organization, she said as she wiped a stray tear racing down her cheek. Ignoring the emotion the dark, she all official pressed on. What of the report where you read that a significant change was to take place in the global order? Where billions were going to die to basically jumpstart the human race over again? To correct what was allowed to continue for far too long? To remove the crime, the coldness of the human heart, and to purge the governments who no longer cared for their citizens, but strived just to perpetuate their own doctrine regardless of the outcome? Are you fine that so many are about to be eradicated? Many innocent lives will be lost. And 
You're sitting there telling me that you're fine with that. Without hesitation, she responded, Yes, you mentioned before that your organization has always been active in the affairs of human advancement for thousands of years. Who am I to argue with that? To be watching over us for so long and to determine that it was a time for change. Who am I to refute that? Globally, things are not perfect, that just seems to get worse from day to day. A wisdom exceeding that of nations is what I've come to understand your organization holds. I would be a fool to reject such an invitation. The dark, she all official leaped out of his chair and slammed both fists on the table. There's no going back. This is for life, you know. Behind she jumped back in her chair, startled by the outburst and not knowing what she'd said to warrant such a response. Yes, she said firmly, I know, now I'll gladly accept your invitation if you find me worthy of passing this last test. Khalid stooped over to put his chair back in place and sat down again. He smiled and extended a hand to Bahija. When she eagerly accepted his hand, he nodded. Congratulations, you pass. I wasn't sure for a while, but I'm now convinced you have what it takes to join the organization. Bahija placed both hands on her face, unable to contain her excitement. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Khalid. Smiling, Khalid glanced at his watch. Time flies. It seemed like only minutes ago, we first went to the aquarium. I'm famished. It's been a long day. Let's get something to eat. We could go over the details of your ascension. Ascension? She asked. When one is accepted by the organization, it is said that their knowledge is ascended from what they once knew to that which is now fully embraced. This is your ascension from the mundane to the preeminent. Oh, and by the way, my name is not Khaled, he said. Really? Then, what's your name? She asked. Curious. Khaled shook his head. The day you learn my name is the day that I'm no longer alive, or you become my superior. Then, what shall I call you? Call me Khaled for now, he said as he stood up. Now, let's celebrate your ascension with dinner and your first assignment. So soon? Do I need to make arrangements for another day with the escort agency? Bahaja asked. Shaking his head, he said, From this time on, you are employed by the organization. You no longer need to entertain tourists and you are no longer working toward your graduate degree. Remember how you previously thought that a graduate degree would open more doors for you? Yes, the organization can open more doors than any graduate degree could. From now on, I'm free from that formula for success, she said, still excited by what lay before her. During dinner, Khalid talked about Hija of what was expected of a newly accepted associate and how it was very important for her to follow all instructions thoroughly. It was a good day since he hadn't had to end it by killing Bahija. He was glad he listened to his instincts when deciding to offer her a position with the organization. His thoughts were interrupted when his phone vibrated in his pocket. When he looked at the caller ID, he was shocked at what he saw. Catching Bahija's gaze, he motioned that he had to answer the call. Yes, he said. We found the person responsible for the cyber attack, said Rez. So quickly. Did you ever expect anything less? Anyway, the person goes by the name of Julie Targus and uses the alias of Robin Hood. It's a shame she decided to take this action against us. She would have been a great asset if she ever joined us. Her level of expertise in cyber affairs is impeccable but still fallible. In time, we were able to see through her multiple layers of misdirection without her even knowing what we did. We gathered a lot of rather interesting information, said Rez. Good. What's the next step? As we said before, you will be contacted by one of our close associates. 
Don't forget the instructions we gave you in interacting with him. He'll be there early tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yes. Is there a problem? No, I'll just postpone my plans with. No, keep them. Let's see how your new little associate, Bahija, interacts with an inner core associate, said Reyes. Kala didn't know how to respond to that statement, since it was also going to be his first time interacting with such an associate. He wasn't surprised that they knew about Bahija. From experience, he came to realize that their level of intelligence was second to none. However, to have Bahijan interact so soon with such an individual, and at her low-level status had never happened before. Are they setting her up to fail? He wondered. Problem? Asked Rays. No. Khalid responded quickly. The decision is and will always be yours. When the phone call terminated, he looked at the phone and met Bahija. A big change in plans.